Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin' fantasy champs? What's going I on? Just realized, I realized today, what day is it? It's the 29th? Jeez, uh, is it really? 28th. Oh, 29th, you're right. Yeah, 29th. Um, you were reading yesterday's number because we were yeah. reading that yesterday. That is correct. <laughs> um, so it's July, tw- June 29th, which means that we are uh, just about one month away from training camp. And I'm all for that because all I'm doing is watching yeah, really? baseball right now. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> You're watching what? Baseball. That's, dude, watch. Are you not watching the NBA? Um, I got my son's jersey on. I have not watched an NBA basketball game in two weeks. Dude, people out the sun jersey. Considering, oh, there you go. Is it authentic? Who's that? Steve Nash. What do you got? Yes, sir. Steve Nash. <laughs> All right. But uh, yeah, I haven't watched that game. <laughs> I've been following it though. I've been following the series, but yeah, yeah, me too. I just haven't done anything related to that. Yeah. But anyway, welcome, fans, champions, fantasy football podcast. We talk about football on this podcast, not basketball or baseball. Uh, you know, you have a Red Sox jersey on. Oh, I, I have a Red Sox jersey on. <laughs> Um, but we're going to talk about tight ends today. What do you think? Is that a yeah. good idea or a horrible idea? No, it's a good idea, man. I'm condensing this because there's only two types of tight ends. There's the ones you want, and then there's the ones that you just don't draft. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some drafts I go, I leave drafts without tight ends, to be honest with you, because it's not even worth that drafting. Is, out that's pretty gross, but honestly fair, because if you're not going to draft one of the top ones, it's... Might it's a crapshoot. Well, might, might as well just wait. Um, but anyway, so we're going to give our top five tight ends on this program. It should be pretty fast, I would think, right? Yeah, shouldn't be a long show. So uh, anyway, my name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon on this side of the screen, as always. See, I got a lock on. I know where you are now. Uh, <laughs> before we jump into that, uh, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs, on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like us at Facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, leave a review, share this podcast, podcast with your friends. And then uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please click the bell for notifications and then like and comment down below anything you might have to add mm-hmm. to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our draft guide. Pre orders are live, it's $9.99. You're going to dynasty and redraft rankings, breakouts, busts, sleepers, player projections. Uh, we make a little like area for um, strength of schedules, our projected strength mm-hmm. of schedule, and uh, a bunch of other stuff in there. You're going to want to check out. And uh, we moved the date. We did move the date from July 9th to July 16th. So I guess it's a pre-order extension. Is that what yeah. you want to call it? A pre-order extension? Yep. So July 16th is when the guide launches. Need another week because we just have so much stuff we got to put into it. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, hopefully uh, that stays uh, pretty yeah. like solid, but either way. Um, so let's talk about our top five tight ends. What say you, my friend? Let's do it, bro. So um, like we did on the last program, we are going to go through the consensus top five, and uh, we'll give you our ranks on those guys, and then if there's any discrepancies inside that, we'll give you uh, what the end or wherever the guys that we differ from in the top five. Rick, I think, is pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the tight ends are like the top five of the top five to me, pretty much. 
Yeah. You disagree though. There's one guy that you have in there. A couple guys. But a couple guys. Oh, you have two. Oh, really? I thought it was just one difference. You have two. Nah, okay. Dude, gotta get I gotta have a completely different approach to tight ends. Because it is what it is. Okay. Um yeah. now the strength of season schedule. Um Wow. The strength of schedule for the season for all of the top five guys consensus right now looks pretty good. I mean, to me, these are the top five. Yeah, the Patriots apparently have the easiest for tight ends. Oh, Hunter Henry, baby. <laughs> Johnu. So uh, anyway, let's let's jump right off with the number one guy, Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah. I, I, have a, I have a feeling at this point that the ride is coming to an end. Yes. Uh, for Kelsey at some point. Um, I picked up in a dynasty league the guy they drafted this year, Noah something. Noah Gray? Noah Gray. Picked him up in a dynasty league. Stuck him on my uh, taxi squad. Freaking yeah. mad about that. I've so, seen a lot of people do that. When not, when you guys are all like, who's the next tight end? And then it's Noah Gray, and I have Noah Gray on my dynasty team. Like, suck it. Of course. Of course. Yep. So anyway, uh, Travis Kelsey, I, I think if you don't have him number one, you're just clickbait. <laughs> yeah. At this point. This um, is dynasty, but yeah. Back, yeah. back a couple years ago when Gronk was good, it was like Gronk or Kelsey or you know somebody else. But now it's just like it's Kelsey all there by himself. And George Kittle can't stay healthy for more than five and a half minutes. So um, I would say that Travis Kelsey deservedly so – uh, needs to be the tight end one, and if you're into drafting those tight ends early, you sit you sit there at night and you dream about the tight end position, and you say, you know what, I'm going to draft Travis Kelsey in the second round. Hey, do your thing. Um, I will say this: Do you remember back in the off season? Uh, it's still the off season. I'm getting ahead of myself, but do you remember back in uh, back in like January, February, March when Travis Kelsey was going off the board as the uh, top seven pick in all of redraft? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that didn't continue happening because right now his ADP is 15. So he's kind of oh, look at that. A couple spots off of where he normally goes, uh, which is late second round in 20 in a 12 team league. There was like a whole movement for Travis Kelsey to be a first round pick. Nice try, everyone. They're gonna try to do it with with uh, Kyle Pitts, and it'll work for this year. But actually, Kyle Pitts is holding on sleeper at 91, pick 91, which I don't know, man. I like that a lot more than where he was. It was yeah. like the sixth round. Yep, that's fair. But anyway, uh, so I'm not a I'm not an early tight end guy. But if you're gonna do it, my thing is is right now, as the 14th pick off the board, right? There mm-hmm. are uh, let's say one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, just four tight ends. I mean, uh, four wide receivers that come off the board before Travis Kelsey. So the question is, does the way that he produce, does the way that he produces match the production that he, or does the production match where he's getting drafted in terms of yeah. being a wide receiver? So last year, technically speaking, sure he finished with 260 fantasy points. Um, the top four guys had 300, 285, 265, and then 236. So, so you would have wide receiver four, right? That yes, exactly. That would suggest yes, but last year was absurd for Travis Kelsey. And years yeah. prior, he's usually around two twenty. I would say that's probably a safe bet. So uh, either so, way, um, I think he's the number one guy. 
But I do yeah, think he, if there's going to be a down year for him, it might be this year where he ends up with like 220, 240. So I, I personally, I'm not going to draft him because I don't, I don't like chasing history. If that makes sense, I don't like going after guys that were good last year. Oh, okay. Well, Kelsey's not really just a good last year. I mean, he's been good. No, I know, but I mean, like, he's not going to get 260 again. No, I understand. I, I and that's what I was going to say. I think Kelsey's best season was last year. I don't think you're ever going to see Kelsey top what he did last year. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean he's going to be bad by any means. He's still Travis Kelsey, but right. he's going to be 32 during the season. Mm-hmm. I think at eventually, not to sound like Max Kellerman, but he's going to hit a cliff. Pull I mean, Gronk, a cliff. Gronk is like what 32, 32. Like he's about 32. He's not much yeah. older than Kelsey. Now, granted, mm-hmm. he's been in the league longer. Then he came in as a 21-year-old. Kelsey came in as a 24-year-old, and he didn't play his first full season until he was 25. Yikes. So you have to take that into account. So he's going to have a few more years, but still 31, going to be 32. He's getting mm-hmm. older. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he'll be the number one tight end, though. Uh, he had 105 catches, 11 touchdowns, 1,400 yards last year. The year before that, 97 catches, 1,200 yards, 5 touchdowns. And he's going to fall somewhere in between those two seasons. Which will, he'll still probably be tight on one, uh-huh. uh, which is why I have him ranked there. But the people drafting him, expecting him to be the wide receiver four again, or the equivalent of that, yeah. uh, I think you, you might want to temper expectations a little bit. And it's why right. people were like, I want to take him in the first round because you get such a huge advantage at that spot, which I do think you get an advantage with Travis Kelsey, but yeah. it's not, it doesn't outweigh the other positions. No. Here's where, here's where I would say, the positional uh, value comes in for Kelsey, though, in terms of drafting him, because we know what he is, so we don't need to spend 20 minutes talking about how great drives Kelsey. <laughs> so we'll just make this whole segment about ADP. Is the guys that, yes, he's like a wide receiver, and if you're going to go wide receiver in the first two rounds and you decide to go Travis Kelsey, I don't think that's a bad option, because later down the road, you know, even if he's the wide receiver six or seven, in, in the wide receiver column, not the tight end column, uh, he's still pretty good in that position, right, where he's getting drafted. So, like, if that's the way you want to go, then then fine. But the way that I look at it is that the first two rounds, at this point, it's starting to shift towards, because of the way the NFL is, it's starting to shift very heavily towards the first two rounds have to be running backs at this point. That would be probably mm-hmm. the most effective strategy. Right. And I thought it was like that seven years ago, but it's not. It really wasn't. I could have gone wide receivers. I went all over the road. But at this point, the, the value of wide receivers that you can get in the later rounds with the value of running backs that you can get early in the draft are the equivalent. So what I would say is the guys that you have to kind of throw around Travis Kelsey are the running backs. And right. to me, I, I just don't see the positional value of saying, oh, you know what? I drafted a running back in the first round. I'm going to draft a tight end in the second and forego drafting that running back. And it sets you back in your whole draft. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on that one. I, I think the running back depth, you just have to get a running back early. Yeah, and I, I don't think Kelsey equals the value of having two running backs on your roster. I'd rather have two yep. guys like that and and take a shot on a tight end later uh, than mm-hmm. have Travis Kelsey and and one good running back. Yeah, no, so. absolutely. I'm with you on that one. Um, but anyway, so do as you will with Travis Kelsey. Glad he's not a first-round pick. <laughs> uh, yeah. The second guy is George Kittle. His personal ADP, if I could find my tab again, 
Um, his ADP currently is 23. So he is very high for what he That's produces. That's too high. Um, yeah. And I, I love Travis. I mean, I love George Kittle. You love George Kittle. Everyone loves George Kittle. But um, that that particular value is way too high. Now, he did. He only he done played eight games last year like he always plays. Um, <clears throat> he was on injury reserve for six weeks and active for two games. Um, and he played a total of eight. Uh, he paced out for 126 targets, 96 receptions, 1,268 yards, and four touchdowns, um, which is very good. Um, if that I was with, do... like Nick Mullins for a lot of that. Right, right. I feel like I feel like his quarterback is always Nick Mullins. To be honest with you, that's terrible, but true. definitely definitely more often than not. Um, but I'm trying to do math here. It definitely feels like Nick Mullins is always his quarterback, at least because Garoppolo oh, always hurt. Um, I'm trying to do some quick math. What's six times four? Twenty-four. So he would have had yes. two hundred fantasy points right around there, which would have made him the wide receiver. I'm not even the right tab anymore. Wide receiver, I think, like twelve. Yeah. yeah. Wide receiver twelve or thirteen. And right now, if you did the numbers, he's probably going off the board as like the wide receiver six or seven if he was a wide receiver. So positional value once again does not line up with George Kittle's draft stock. And if you're in a twelve team uh twelve team league, uh he's going like pick, you know, twenty two, twenty three. He's a back end of the second round pick. And uh that's not that's way too high for me, to be honest with you. I love Kittle. I really do. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. Um and I think he's he still hasn't even reached what I think he's capable of reaching fantasy wise. Yeah. Um but yeah, second round to me is just it's it's way too early for somebody who has never even been tight in one. Now, um, how how close do you think Kittle is to being uh, number one overtaking Kelsey? Like, does he have a shot of that this year? Uh, it, see, the problem is it would have. I think his only shot is if Trey Lance comes in and all of a sudden Trey Lance is Patrick Mahomes, which I don't think is happening. Right, so right. Um, I I don't really see it for this year or Kelsey takes a big dip. I think those are the only two possibilities, which I don't see. So no, to answer your question, it's not close. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he definitely is like a clear number two tight end overall at this yeah, point. I, um, I don't want to say it's not close because I think both players are very good, but right. I think Kelsey is definitely the definitive top guy. And, and just to say, obviously Travis Kelsey's the number one guy um, in the ECR George Kittle also is number two, so me and Rick kind of line up, obviously, mm-hmm. with both one and two. So I, I if you're ranking, I, I feel like also with this guy, I, I feel like you could rank Hawkinson or Waller ahead of Kittle if you wanted to, just purely okay. based on the fact that he gets hurt as much as he does. Yeah, I mean, definitely Waller. I, I, I there's I've seen people have Waller number two. And I don't blame you for that. Waller, Waller's very close to me with him and Kittle. It's is Waller and Kittle closer together than Kelsey and Kittle? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I think that Kittle, like with a full season, would probably blow Waller out of the water. The problem is he's like Melvin Gordon and he misses four or five games a season. The thing is, yeah. No, that's fair, but like Waller last year, and now granted, he had like three insane games at the end of the year, and I think he had one like 40-point game as well. Mm-hmm. So his numbers are a little 
skewed, but he did have 14 points a game last year. Um, which is, which was two, which ended up in 225. Mm. Put him at the tight end two and George Kittle best season, which was in 2018. I believe he only averaged, yeah, 13.4. So last year, Waller had a whole fantasy point higher than Kittle's best season. Wow. In points per game. So it, Waller had a very good year last year. Yeah. And yeah. he's still like the number one option on the team. I, I think we're going to talk about him now, but I kind of already started. Meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well transition. So we have George. We have uh, George Kittle too. Um, the number three guy on the ECR is Darren Waller, and and I think on on fantasy pros they have these three guys in the tier one. Mm-hmm. Um, I currently have Waller four because I hate the Raiders, and I Fair. love Waller. But like, if you take out that one game with the forty points. Darren yeah. Waller does not finish like if he only gets ten points that game, for example. Uh, he only finishes like 180, 190 fantasy points, which is still fantastic for a tight end, obviously. But it's like I just I feel like I feel like he's just automatically getting dropped into the top three because he had the forty point game. Now, can he have those games next year? Maybe. Mm. The schedule looks pretty easy too, so maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a little too excited about Hawkinson getting 640 targets. But uh, anyway, I have him four, um, and we'll talk about Hawk probably a little bit. He's is he four on the ECR? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So uh, anyway, we'll start with Waller. But I think I think the big thing with Waller for me is I just don't like the Raiders' offense, and. I, I don't really understand what they're attempting to do. One thing's certain, and this is why Darren Waller's four on my list, is that uh, Darren Waller is most likely, most likely going to get a burden of the work because um, head coach John Gruden loves to throw it to the tight end position. Right. He said he said his offense runs through that position. Um, and Darren Waller, I, I personally think if you're going to draft a tight end early in the first five rounds of a draft... Darren Waller is the guy that you should target. Um, And the reason why I say that is because at his ADP of 39, he ends up being a late third, early fourth round pick, which is he he basically scores more fantasy points than the wide receivers around him, essentially. Yeah. Um, yep. which is which is what you're looking for if you're trying to draft a tight end early. Where does that positional value start flipping to where the tight end that you're drafting is is better than the guys around him at the wide receiver position. For example, right now, according to fantasy uh, sleepers, I was going to say fantasy pros, uh, sleepers projections, the wide receivers around him are Bob Woods, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, mm-hmm. right? And all yep. those guys are projected between 205 and 215 fantasy points. They have Darren Waller projected at... 204 205 oh no 209 i'm sorry um and so when you look at darren waller like to me i i kind of look at him and i'm like he's kind of the same as the guys around him if they give him the ball yeah no for sure i mean the thing with waller like you you did say and i think week 12 he had that 40 point game Mm -hmm. if you ignore that 40 point game in week 12 those first 11 weeks of the season he was very good. He was still a tight end too, but he was only averaging 10.4 points for you. Yeah. Which that's more in that Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson tier rather than that Kittle Kelsey tier. Mm-hmm. Now, 
if you include those last few games this season, though, in week 17, 16, and 15, I believe 14 as well, mm. he was very good in those games too. So it's kind of hard to to counter with that because he was just good the rest of the season. It wasn't just that one 40-point game. He had a lot of good games at the end. So it's hard to just say, well, before that game, he only averaged 10.4 points because he had some of his best games at the end of the season. I, I do like Darren Waller a lot. And I think the, the thing you brought up with, John Green loves to throw to the tight ends. Mm-hmm. They run the offense to the tight ends. He's in the same situation he was. There's nothing changed. And if anything, there is more targets to go around. Mm. <laughs> so Darren Waller is still the number one guy. Henry Ruggs is probably the best receiver. Maybe Brian Edwards. I mean, what is it? Or John, some people say John Brown, but Nelson Aguilar is gone, right? And he had a lot of targets last year. So they, they have a decent amount of vacated targets. I think yeah. a lot of that is going to go to Ruggs and Edwards. But it just means that at worst, Darren Waller pretty much stays the same, which is 220-something base points last year. And if you yeah. want to take out that 40-point game right. and say, let's give him 15, still, that's like 200 fantasy points. And in the fourth round, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like I said, you're, if you're a tight end guy, drafting tight ends high, definitely the guy. But I have him four, and I'm going to talk about why I have him four in a second because we're going to move on to the ECR four, which is TJ Hawkinson. So you have him four, I have him three. Uh, mm-hmm. The the only real reason I have TJ Hawkinson three as of right now is because hype. they uh, it's not necessarily hype. It's the fact that um, Detroit literally has no wide receivers, and they like this gritty kind of uh, ground pound. I'm gonna eat your kneecaps, okay? Uh, offensive system with Dan yeah. Campbell as the head coach. And I think that includes throwing it to the tight end position uh, quite a bit. And so for me, when you look at, when you look at a guy like Hawkinson right now, he's uh, ADPing at 52. Um, he had a really good season last year, finished the season as the, uh, I think it was a tight end. Where the crap did he go? He was top. I thought he was top in the league. Oh, I'm looking in the wrong year. Yeah, he's tight, tight. He was tight at four. He was tight in four last year. So, and I think with the amount of vacated targets that Kenny Galladay left there and the amount of opportunities that Hawkinson is just going to inherit, that to me makes him the number three guy. I don't think it's because Waller is going to get any more or any less targets. Like he's going to get around the same amount. But I, we've been waiting. This is Hawkinson's third year, right? Yep. He's, yep. We've been waiting for, and tight ends take a little bit of time to develop, but this guy was a top 10 NFL pick, similar to where Pitts was, right? Um, Is that true? Pitts, well, I think Hawkinson was 10th and Pitts was 4, so it's a... A little bit different, but he was still a top 10 tight end. But he was still top 10, yeah. So, but for me, I think think he stayed healthy for most of the season last year. He's going to get an increased target share. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. that will catapult him up into that top three conversation this year at tight end. Now, do I want to draft him in the 52nd pick when he only had 141 fantasy points this year? And I think he's going to increase maybe to 170, 180. Um, no, probably not. But I will still yeah. rank him number three because I like TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair, dude. I, I get it. Like, I'm a big Hawkinson guy, too. Um, when we both were, especially last year, we were saying he was going to break out, and he did. Yep. Finishes the tight end four. We got him in like the tenth, eleventh round in redraft. So mm-hmm. we've been on the Hawkinson train for for a while, and it is his third year breakout season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could be the lead option in that Lions offense as well in the passing yeah. game. Right. It's just my thing with that is how many touchdowns is he going to get, and 
how many times are the Lions really going to throw the ball this year? Those are two things that I, I'm concerned about. I, I, I'm doing, I'm in the process of doing my Lions projections. So I think I'll have a clear picture on TJ Hawkinson after that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I definitely have my concerns with him, but he's, he's a great player. He's, he's their number one option in that mm-hmm. passing offense, at least. And it's his third year. It's could be another like, I'm Real sorry. Uh, we talked about the number five guy right now. Oh, so he's really? number five ECR. I have him four. Oh. You have him five. And I have him not. four. I have him four. Oh, okay, so you have a different five. than the ECR. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any other thoughts on Hawkinson? Because I want to quickly move on to the next. No, no, no we can we can talk about. It. All right, so number four was actually ECR was Mark Andrews. Now I have Andrews at this point. Uh, I have Mark Andrews number six. Um, and I, you would have him five. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So not too different. Now I just want to let you know, uh, my fifth tight end is Dallas Goder, Dallas Goddard. Yeah. Um, and he's my sixth, So he's right there. Yeah. So we, we basically just swapped those guys. But the reason why I have Andrew six right now is because I, I don't, he, he last year, surprisingly still had the same snap percentage, I believe as he did the year prior, which is why I was concerned about Mark Andrews. And he still had the success that he had, which is good. But I just don't think that Mark Andrews can get anywhere past top three in the tight end position. Mm -hmm. Like I think he'll be, you know, if he does well, he'll be right around four or five. And if he doesn't do well, he'll be around like seven or eight. And so I think, I think for me, when you talk about Mark Andrews, like I'm not excited about drafting him because I don't like drafting tight ends high. And I, really don't I'm not excited about Baltimore's passing game um and they're adding they're trying to add more weapons in the wide receiver core which I would assume would pull like with Bateman going there them trying to get Marquise Hollywood Brown involved more in that offense it's going to pull offensive like opportunities away from Mark Andrews which isn't good for him production wise and I, I just think at some point that low snap percentage that he does have is going to burn him and that's why I have him six yeah, I and that's totally fair. I, I don't own Mark Andrews in any leagues. Um, and I don't think I will. <laughs> but I do have him five. I, I think yeah. them adding Bateman and Sammy Watkins kind of showed that, right. yes, they're still going to run the ball a lot this year in their run first team, but they might try to throw the ball a little bit more this year mm-hmm. um, because they're surrounding Omar with some weapons. So I do think that is a positive, but he's capped with a ceiling, man, in that offense. So is so is J.K. Dobbins kind of, and even Hollywood Brown to an extent. I think all three of those guys are mm-hmm. capped in that offense. And, and Mark Andrews is, is fine. He's going to get a lot of touchdowns like he usually does. It's just mm-hmm. how many catches is he going to get? How many yards is he going to get? It's it's not going to be a whole lot. I feel like there's think, a lot of uncertainty surrounding Mark Andrews. Yeah. With what yeah. he might be. Like he could, like yeah. I said, he could be like 7 to 10, or he could be like top 4. If they throw the ball the same amount, but they added Sammy Watkins and Bateman and they get those guys involved, that is going to hurt Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. I'm basing this on the assumption that they will throw the ball more this year because they added those weapons. But there's a possibility that that does not happen. Yep. But last year, he finished as the tight end five still, and he only played in 14 games. He averaged 10.1 points per game, which would have been, I think, fourth because mm-hmm. Kittle had more. Yeah, so that was fourth amongst tight ends. So fourth or fifth. And that's kind of where I see him finishing again. I don't think okay. he's going to be in the top three. He's not in that tier. But he, he to me, he's like in that four, five, six range. 
So I have Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Darren Waller, and Dallas Goder as my top five. And Rick has Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren, Darren Waller, Waller, TJ Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson, and then Mark Andrews as his top five. Um, quickly before I close out the show, I'll hit the I'll hit the outro sequence. I want you to tell me where you have Kyle Pitts. I got him seven, boss. Where do you? You got him seven. I got Kyle Pitts eight, so we're not too far off. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say like twelve. I, I have him. I have only Mike Kosicki. I have nine. So yeah, Kyle Pitts is eight for me, and I okay. fought ahead of him. Dude, moving up in the world. I know, moving up in the world. We got wide receiver rankings on Thursday. Check it out. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube, and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.